0: Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Kirk Smith.
1: And I'm Graham Kay. Hello everybody. Um, good to be back. It's been a couple weeks.
0: You have been... Um, I've been on the road six weeks. In
1: international waters doing God knows what. Uh, <laughs> being, no, no, a, no. Uh, being a sailor. Yeah, being a sailor. Nope. Having a good time at our shows out there.
0: Shows were good, mostly good. I did uh, several brands, four ships, and the nicer the brand, the richer the clientele, which aren't always known for enjoying comedy or expressing themselves audibly through laughter. Yes,
1: 60-year-old rich people aren't the best audience typically. Um, I can tell, though, that you've been in warm waters Because it is uh, 39 degrees Fahrenheit, about five degrees centigrade in New York right now. And um, you're in my home. We're indoors. I am wearing a long sleeve, button-up shirt, and pants. Kirk is wearing a full coat (laughs) and a scarf.
0: I'm. Uh, I got that. My blood thinned out because I, uh, I was. I was. Uh,
1: I have a space heater cranking it on his little toesies right now.
0: And they're still numb, but they're coming around.
1: I mean, it is not. I mean, I hope you're not sick. Anyway, uh, I'm sure it's oh, fine.
0: No, not sick.
1: No, you're fine. It's
0: just a little chilly. A little chillier than it is in Mexico. I'll tell you that. You are wearing a very
1: thin jacket. You're, Exper- you're wearing the jacket that people uh, w- like wear when they're from. Like South LA. America, <laughs> L.A. When they're from L.A. and they come here, they're like, a jacket. It's like a windbreaker. Yeah, kind of. It's absurd. It, it looks cool. It does look cool.
0: It doesn't work very well. No.
1: <laughs> I would never wear that on like a a Like a lot today. of people in L.A. <laughs> I would never wear that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, anywho.
0: Uh, this is your comedian's guide to autism. That's right. We have two loved ones with autism. Uh, I have a severely autistic son. Twenty-two is his birthday last week. Oh Thank my you gosh! For his kind wishes. Some of you sent me the kind wishes, which is nice. Well received. Twenty-two, and uh, he that's is that's crazy, right? Crazy, crazy, unbelievable. And he is what I would call, according to this article that we're gonna not tip my hand too much, but are in the news article, what we would call profound autism.
1: Profound mm. <laughs> it's just a different way to skin a cat isn't it? Yeah,
0: I don't know. i are just
1: trying to run away from things that Insult parents and just changing it make parents feel bad
0: Right, Wait, what do you prefer? What do you think is better? I mean,
1: it's I, I? Could see myself being a parent of someone who is more profound on the spectrum mm. Being kind of insulted by the verbiage of lower on the spectrum because it does connotate that this person is uh, less value.
0: I it was higher on the spectrum.
1: Or higher on the spectrum.
0: <laughs> lower? <laughs> <laughs> good like, point. <laughs> hey, good point. <laughs> hey, yeah. No, it's fine.
1: <laughs> now, what am I? <laughs> I have a brother who with autism. That's why I do this podcast. But uh, you know, our longtime listeners know that this is uh, slowly peeling back the layers of the onion.
0: So here's the difference uh, in your brother and my son. So I mean, I bumped into I bumped into you guys at at a bar. I mean, I bumped into there's a show happening and uh, this uh, is this Saturday. Saturday. Couple days I was ago. Ch- chatting briefly to, you to to your lovely Julia, and she uh, was mentioning that Peter asked about her dad's uh, how he was feeling because I know you're sick. Mm-hmm. And then my son couldn't do that; he wouldn't, we wouldn't have the capability. Oh yeah, of, our listeners know. Yeah. Yeah. But then he did add at the end, also, don't eat any chips because I'll make you fat. Yeah. I So yeah. that <laughs> part. <laughs> that's right. Yes. <laughs> that part's that like, oh, he seems like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Still adds that. don't eat any chips so you don't become fat yeah. to, to, to a man suffering. Um, yep. Which was. Uh, that's ma- old Pete. Made me laugh.
1: But they were very <laughs> charmed by him, apparently. That's, that's cute. Which is nice.
0: Yeah. it's very cute. It's
1: yeah. The, he's a very charming individual. Um he is uh, got a big week this week. Yeah. I think we're recording this on a Tuesday. I believe he starts work again. Ooh. for The first time in 2 years. <laughs> 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 That's an air horn. Um that we have that I have <laughs> that I bought for the deep this in your podcast. mouth apparently. No, no. It's here. <laughs> And uh, I bought it for, for We don't have sound effects We just have real f- We're real fully um, Anyway uh, he, He's starting work for the first time in two years And what's he going to be doing? Uh, same job Okay We thought that, that the, the, the convention hall That he was St. Anthony's convention hall uh, I probably shouldn't say that on air But I don't think anyone's going to go there It's too cold uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can I go with this coat?
1: God no! <laughs> for the for Pete's sake.
0: How about these Stan Smith Prime Nets I'm wearing? Are these good for the weather? No,
1: th- those are fine. Oh, here Peter calling, calling me right now. Uh, yeah, so he's gonna work. He's gonna he, so. Hey Pete, how's it going? I'm 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 recording the podcast right now. What podcast? What do you mean what podcast? <laughs> the podcast I do with Kirk. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, bud. <laughs> so, when do you start work? I did today. You did today. How was it? Great. Was it good Ooh. to be back? Yes. And what did you? Were your Were your uh, Were your bosses excited to see you?
2: Yes, and I. I'm, and then for the next weeks, I'm going to be working at
1: Bing from 9 a.m. till. Okay, well, nice. we're, we're going to bleep that just, just for privacy reasons, <laughs> but uh, that's great. That's so good. Choose, so you're going to be working then, and, are you, and, are, and you're going to be busy and making money again. That's exciting, right?
2: Well, for next week, I might get paid, but if not, in two weeks, then on every second week. That's
1: great. And how did you get there? Did you ride the bus? I took the bus. I took the old train. Great. That's fantastic. You got your job back. Congratulations. And then on Monday, I get to my Glebe job just for one of these
2: times. But I think in the new year, I might get back to it. We'll see. Right, so you, I spoke, but I spoke with Ramon. I think he might have a different schedule. So on Monday of next week, I get to work in his home from 1230 till 430 p.m.
1: Peter cleans um, a nice couple's home once a week. That's very helpful.
2: I know, but, I know, but it's just for next week I might get in, okay?
1: That's great. And what do you do in their home? What are the jobs you do?
2: Cleaning up, like their washrooms and stuff.
1: Do you any laundry? No. Do you uh sweep the floor? Then mop and I also clean. I also look I also maybe do a bit of dusting. We'll see. Well, great. And so are you happy?
2: Yes, but I might get to the, I can get to their home next week for 12:30 p.m. on the Monday, December 13th, but it's just that I might not get to their home for some more days till sometime in the brand new year.
1: Okay. Well, good. Or it, might, or it might be on Mondays from 12:30 to 4:30 p.m. in the new year. We'll see. All right. But it's only for the Monday this month, okay? Monday, December 13th. Okay, great. Um, and uh, and, but the, but are, but tell me, how is this going to make you feel? Are you fine? Do you f- you feel good to be back? Do you think that you're going to have a better time not living in the past because you'll be more busy?
2: I guess so. Okay. But I don't want to live in the past unless we had some happy memories. Right.
1: Well, 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 do you have anything else to say about your job? Because I've got to hang up and finish the podcast.
2: Well, can you call back when you're finished it? Do you have anything to say to Kirk? What's up, bud? Well, it's nice to be, well, nice to be back at work. Okay. Do you have anything <laughs> to say to our listeners? <laughs> well, everybody, it's nice to be back at work. Okay.
1: Well, Peter, are you excited for Christmas? All right, we'll talk about presents. Okay, bye.
0: You have anything to say to Kirk? It's good to be back at good work. Good to be back at work. You have anything to say anything to our listeners? Good to be back at work. Yep. <laughs> so in conclusion, it's good to be it's back work. It's good to work. be back at work.
1: <laughs> He's not wrong. Peter lives for work. He loves it. He loves being busy. Yeah, it's good. So that's good news. We were a little uh, scared because he, and this is sort of like um, a window into the, perhaps the future when my parents get older and then they have to go to a home.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But he hurt himself last week. He had a fall and his volunteer took him to like a walk-in clinic to make sure everything was okay. But we were really worried that he's been waiting two years to get back to work. And he just found out that he was going to go back this week. And then he hurt his shoulder. Oh boy. And who he like, you know, he's hurt his shoulder in the past and he was, he was on the, uh, injured reserve the ir as they say uh for like uh like two months oh boy so it would have been heartbreaking but but apparently it was fine and he was trying to hide it from us he was like i fell but it's fine it's not as bad as it was before it's not as bad as it was. i fell but it's fine it's fine it's just a little thing and i'd be like can you raise your arm above your, your he's like no i don't think i want to right now <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like that but anything everything was okay so yeah oh, that's funny yeah we and i say a window to the future because i felt kind of helpless being here in new york and i couldn't really do anything but luckily my parents were there to like organize the volunteer to take him to the hospital or, or take him to the walking clinic and everything like that so it's like yes i'm i'm there. i might be able to like live in new york and he lives in toronto or in, in ottawa but um for things like that i might have to just become a frequent flyer just fly back up for 24 You're gonna hours. You're going to have to become
0: more successful, What you should just be funnier.
1: Yeah, I got to be funnier. I got to write more. I do. I do. I do. I had
0: somebody tell me that, so it made me laugh. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying, bro.
1: Yeah. I work hard every day. Anyway, how are you? How's JJ?
0: JJ's okay. I had to... This is a big one. This was very frustrating. Yes. This is a hard one. This is like one of the... You know, I made this plan months ago to go see JJ. It's been two, two months because... Um, with COVID, I felt like things not were winding down, but like at least they were predictably predictable and easy to mitigate. And then with this new variant, the fact that they changed the, the schedule for the testing and they, they closed the window from when you have to get tested to 72 hours, then to 48, and then to 24 hours before the flight, right. which can be complicated, especially with connections. Because l- I had a flight to go see him two times ago, and I was connecting in Portugal and I hadn't checked the Portuguese rules. Right. And I got stuck. They wouldn't right. let me board the plane because despite the fact that Sweden didn't have a rule, Portugal did. Mm-hmm. And so and that had changed like a day before my flight. Same kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I had to cancel my trip. Could you have gotten on the it. flight in
1: Portugal if you had gotten a test in Sweden, or did you have to get a test in Portugal? I was at
0: the airport in Newark, and they would not let me board a flight to Portugal because I needed it to get... I fly- I was flying from U.S. to Sweden, and I checked the Swedish thing. They didn't need a test. And I checked the American thing. They didn't need a test. I get to the airport. Portugal had made a determination that they were going to start testing everybody, even transit passengers. Yes. And I didn't know that. So I got caught with my pants down, metaphorically, and w- they would not let me board the plane. Hmm. You know, it was 5 o'clock at night, and they're like, yeah, if you can get a test today. I'm in Newark, which is, like, not particularly well laid out or convenient and... I had two bags of junk to take JJ, and yeah, and so I, uh, yeah, and the other thing was, my mom was going to travel with me, and then she felt like it was just tough to do the, um, it was tough to do the, uh, the, the uh, stuff to know what's going to happen, and the, you know if 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 the variant was going to get really bad or, you know, because the the Tuesday that Tuesday, the CEO of Moderna comes out and goes, yeah, we don't think the vaccines are going to work on this variant and then you know, then they come out the next day and kind of back the language back. Well it's not clear what's gonna happen. So the Omicron or whatever could be basically nothing or it could be something and then Yeah, it was very frustrating. It was a very frustrating day. Best best made plans of uh mice and men. So uh I'm sorry, I postponed man. it. I so uh, that must be
1: heartbreaking. I really was a sorry. tough one. Yeah, that sucks man. I I really felt for you when you told me that um also we were we're still working on producing this documentary yeah and we were going to film some stuff with jj so I had
0: to cancel that too you it had a frustrating ca- you had, too you
1: had some some camera people lined up and everything so
0: then on the subway the homeless guy get my face and yell at me and i'm like oh i'm gonna get it for sure here i should have just gone on the trip
1: <laughs> when did that happen
0: saturday Kind of well put together guy about my age had his hair up in a man bun but was just off his. I don't know. I think he was on drugs and fell over and then got up tried to grab one of my suitcases the whole thing. Yuck. Yeah, wasn't my favorite.
1: Well, I got my booster, so
0: hey, I wore my mask the whole time.
1: Yeah. Man, it's uh, yeah, it's funny though. The subway here is like. Since COVID is a little worse than before in terms of crazy people off their meds, it's not every day, it's not every week, it's not every two weeks, but like once a month, once every three weeks, <laughs> something.
0: Yeah, something crazy is gonna happen.
1: Annoying like that is gonna ha- like, you're gonna have to wait for the doors to open and go to the next car.
0: And it's no, it's a no one situation because it's like, you want to lay hands on this guy? What do you want to do?
1: No, you. I mean, you can't. Yeah. I always think of like if Peter grew up in a different family and lived, grew up in America. Yeah, he might be homeless. Good chance he'd be homeless. Right. And he's got a big temper. He's a big guy. No direction.
0: Well, also if the family unit fell apart. Like if your parent, if your parents had passed or something, or yeah, a different family. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If it, if he came, you know, in, in Canada that wouldn't happen, but here it would. I mean, it might happen in Canada, but it'd unlikely. be harder
0: to happen in Canada.
1: Yeah. but yeah, nothing's perfect. But anyway, um,
0: yeah, yeah. So that was a tough one. I mean, and the other thing is, you know, there's that famous saying that's like, I forget. It's like old Chinese or something, where it's like, the guy's horse runs away, and the village goes, "Oh, that's such bad luck." And he goes, "Maybe yes, maybe no." I think it's like Taoism, not Taoism. Stoic uh, Stoics. Stoics? Anyway, and then the next the next day, the horse comes back and brings with it a whole bunch of horses. And so the villagers go, oh, that's really lucky. And he goes, maybe yes, maybe no. And then the next day, his son, like, tries to break one of the horses and falls off and breaks his leg. And they go, oh, that's terrible luck. And he's like, maybe, maybe not. And the next day, the emperor comes and conscripts all the young men but leaves his kid. And so like, oh, that's good luck. And then so, like, you just never know what's happening half the time, I feel like. Yeah. So I think I made the right decision. Who knows?
1: We don't get st- stuck and miss work and then lose your income because they're like, he's not reliable.
0: Or get sick on <laughs> the way there and give it to everybody in their little unit and, you know, something happens to one of the people who lives with JJ or any, any number of things. Who knows?
1: Oh, are you concerned about getting sick this time more than other times?
0: Well, the basically, you can get it. The, the Omicron one basically, it's saying that you can get it with a vaccine. I think I don't yeah. think there's a chance I would get sick and be ill, but I think there's a chance you could get sick and pass it on.
1: You could get Delta. You could get sick with the vaccine, but chances are lower.
0: Yeah, but I think this one's like oh, we don't have to talk about this. I don't know. what I'm talking about. I don't want to. I don't want to spread misinformation.
1: No, I think I. Th- they don't know about. Um, oh, they don't know everything about Omicron, Omicron yet, but they do know like. But it's been coming in the past few days. They were they were definitely worried, and they're like, oh, it's not as bad as okay, we thought it on. was going to be. Vaccine still still works. Still works.
0: Well, Tuesday when I had to make the decision, it wasn't clear. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because that was the thing. Like, changes really quick.
1: I didn't realize that that played into it. I mean, I'm not. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying you did the wrong thing. I just.
0: Yeah, my mom not wanting to go, and then you know you're just like, not. Yeah, you're trying to heed wisdom if like that's the smart thing to do to to wait. You know, if this is, does kick off again, because that's another thing, right? They go like history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. So they're like, oh, so the virus is going to be two years exactly like the last one. What if it's three years? And they're like, oh, yeah, it was almost two. It was like three. It was close. <laughs> You're like, OK, that's true, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I feel like everybody with the autistic person or family, like the pandemic's been just tough. To to coordinate stuff, to to plan stuff, to
1: Yeah. Um Peter's back at work. We don't know how for how long. Yeah. It seems like this was planned before Omicron. <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of come to fruition, but so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But at least we have this where he's back now. You know, it's something.
0: Yeah, I did a um
1: little his his he he's just stews so much. He stews a lot. Yeah. So, this will keep him his little brain busy for two out of the seven days a week.
0: Which <laughs> uh, is I like how you said we'll bleep your schedule, and then you almost repeated it back to him. <laughs> I know you
1: caught that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah, let's let's read the article.
0: Let's do the news. In uh, the news, uh, yeah, this is a this is an interesting one. Stat news. It's, it's kind of we kind of tipped our hand a little bit. That's what we're talking about. The title is Labels Can Help, but they can also sorry, labels can harm, but they can also help. See profound autism. Labels are divisive subjects when used inappropriately, they have the power to misrepresent and dehumanize people. As a mother of a child with autism, I've seen numerous instances in which hurtful or inaccurate labels have been applied to my daughter. Yet there are times when using accurate labels can dramatically improve the lives of those with autism. The specific label I'm thinking of is profound autism, and this one is and this one being embraced by an increasingly number of autism researchers and advocates. On Monday, the Lancet published a special report by the Lancet Commission on the future of care and clinical research of autism, of which I'm a member. In the report, several of the colleagues, I introduced the term, several colleagues and I introduced the term profound autism to highlight the needs of people who cannot speak for themselves. See, this is what we're talking about for JJ, because people are like, let autism people speak for themselves. It's like, that's nice if it's possible. That's right. not possible for everyone. Right. The term profound autism is intended to describe people autistic who are likely to need 24-hour support throughout their lives. Again, like JJ. The goal of introducing this designation is to provide more s- specificity to the extremely broad autism spectrum to equip parents and service providers and the public with the language necessary to ensure that individuals with autism receive the accommodations and and interventions that they need concise meaningful terms like profound autism will help simplify the process of determining appropriate care leading to quicker and more forceful interventions as both an autism advocate and a mother of a 24 year old with profound autism i'm confident that applying this term appropriately will make for a positive oh, i'm going to skip forward because she's repeating herself yep this is the numbers 154 Yep, that's, yep, long road to recovery. Here we go.
2: It's <laughs> 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 the
1: best part. You got to skip for all, everyone who's listening is like, yep, got it. Uh huh, we yep. know. Yep.
0: Day to day struggles. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, here we go. While families' day to day struggles have a lesson, it hasn't happened to many others who are suffering because the many people in society who fail to understand how the needs and abilities of people with autism can vary so widely. This was illustrated to me earlier this year when a four-year-old nonverbal autistic boy was kicked off a Spirit Airlines flight for not wearing a mask, despite having a doctor's note exempting him from his condition in advocating for his son. The father told, was told that his son's autism was not a disability. Hmm. Anyone who thinks autism isn't a disability should spend a day and a half with my daughter, is what this lady says. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fine. Yeah,
1: that, that is written by like um, someone who has autism in their life. Yeah. It's like funny. Yeah, it's like
0: uh huh. Catherine Lord, the professor of psychiatry at UCLA's uh, Center for Autism, I think we had this lady on. We interviewed her. Remember this? Because I kept saying Catherine Lord. You oh yeah this? yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah. we've had her on the podcast. Yeah. look it up, folks.
0: Yeah, that's true. You yeah, look through the titles. It's uh, I think we. Oh, is
1: it Jill Usher special? Uh huh.
0: She's on. Actually, this was on twice because I interviewed her once. Jill inter- introduced us to her, and then she came on again. Anyway. The Lancet Commission has stated that useful categories like profound autism can bring attention to different needs of different people. For those who bristle at the use of labels to describe autism, Lord's point is vital to understand. The term profound autism does not seek to demean individuals in the group, nor does it seek to invalidate their experiences of those who are not. Instead, profound autism is meant to call attention to the unique needs of this vulnerable, underserved community comprised of people who are minimally verbal who are minimally verbal and nonverbal, and require around-the-clock care throughout their lives. The events of the pandemic have reinforced the fact that individuals with profound autism required specialized interventions. All right, I'm going to jump ahead over the past year. Here we go. We shall be seeking to make it easier for those families to articulate their kids' need, child's needs, not harder. Normalizing the term profound autism will help families more effectively access the support and services they need, giving them the best chance, blah, blah, blah. What would you think, Graham? What'd you think of that? Sorry, I, I tilted away from my mic. Um
1: Yeah, I mean I, I have come I have come around on on the the term profound autism because we do need it's it's interesting to like for example, I talked about this a few weeks ago when I was perform I was headlining and I had someone with autism open for me and she has she's very high functioning and then I have a bunch of jokes about Peter not jokes making fun of Peter jokes just just jokes like about you know life and whatever and I had to make a very I had to take time I don't normally have to do this but because my opener had autism I had to explain for a minute what the difference was so the audience didn't think I was making fun of this person. I mm. had anything to do with this person because their disabilities are so wildly different. This person has the ability to do stand-up comedy. And um, her, 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 her name's Lena, I, her last name escapes me right now, but very funny comic I talked about a few episodes ago. But my brother, there's no way he could there's absolutely no way he could communicate in that way. Um, and so the different labels help. It would help. It would be a shorthand. I think we all agree, especially high-functioning people with autism, would definitely agree. We have a few of those those listeners. I know that.
0: Elon Musk listens? I don't even know
1: about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, I just know that... I know I know we have a lot, bunch of people with autism you're that right. listen. Um, you're right. And you guys and gals know that, like, you're getting lumped in with a group of people, and so people might treat you differently, less able than you are, when a lot of... In a lot of cases, you have a learning disability, but you are, in, you are just as intelligent as anybody else. You're just... It's you're neurodiverse. You think differently. Mm. And and th- that needs... There needs to be a distinction between that, and also my brother, and then also your son. Those are like th- the three levels I can think of. I mean, on, I know there's like 10 or whatever officially, but...
0: Those are the three re- we personally run into all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Neurodiverse people who have a dis- learning disability but are, for all intents and purposes... Uh, in you know, as intelligent as a, as an average uh, I person. I think one of the
0: more. big delineations or designations yeah. to me is: can they take care of themselves? S- well, Peter yes. If certainly. Peter could take care of himself, that'd be a completely different experience for you. Yes, and he f- he's he he's almost there. He's almost like, there. Yeah. Look,
1: he cannot. He needs
0: financial help. Mm.
1: He cannot make enough money to live on his own. Period. yeah he Fortunately,
0: can, rich brother Graham. Very
1: rich. <laughs> I'm staring at my bicycle right now. <laughs> um, my only vehicle that I own. Yeah, so it's, he, he, can, he can cook and clean and, and, and uh, you know, if he cuts himself, he can put on a Band-Aid. And we're very, 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 very fortunate. And he can have a couple part-time jobs to make literally chump change. But it's mostly to keep him busy. And over the course of a year, it helps a little bit with groceries, basically. That's yeah. about it. So...
0: Well, I think it's good. I think, in general, any any increase in in uh, uh, information, knowledge, to help people better understand the different things that people are going to, yeah, allows people to be a little more patient with people in, s- in public. Yeah. Allows people to not tell fathers like autism is not a disability which is pretty funny what what and would you uh, how
1: would you suggest in public i guess you they could have like a form that they could pull out and show people
0: i mean i think like a doctor's I, I, don't, note I don't know if i'm not like married in their breast pocket or something i'm not married to this this uh this i this just dropped a pen doer this uh this specific language profound autism but i do think there needs to be a different word because if you say Hey, I suffer from MS. People don't go MS. Walk it off. Like there's an understanding that right that signifies yeah. something, and so right. If but your
1: your son can't say I suffer from profound autism. Right. So
0: if there were words to describe exactly or not exactly, but that kind of disability, that kind of autism, where he doesn't speak, he's uh, not. Basically nonverbal. He right, his
1: nurse, who's with him on the flight, or his dad, who's with him on the flight, is, could oh, say he has yeah, profound exactly. autism.
0: He's paraplegic. You don't go. Yeah. Well, paraplegic. Like, what kind of paraplegic? Well, tell him to put on a
1: mask. Yeah. we'll he's do walk faster. He's a, qu- he he's, faster. a, he's, he's, a quadri- he's a quadriplegic. Well, he doesn't. Yeah. Put on a mask then. We can't. He has no exactly. arms.
0: So, I think there needs to be language. So at least we're all speaking the same. That de- make the same designator. So like, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Mm. Oh, he's a double amputee. Well, jog faster. I don't know. I think yeah. there's things you can say and people know. Let's let's keep keep at this
1: analogy. Let's keep doing it. <laughs> see how many more variations. Six times is not enough. We could get, you yeah. um, know. Did we do it? I think we did it. Guys, like and subscribe. Rate and review. Patreon.com slash Autastic. Donate $1 or more per episode. You can cancel it at any time. We appreciate it. It's less than a cup of coffee. I'm at Instagram K on Instagram, Mr. Graham K on Twitter. Over there, that is at Kirk Smith on all platforms. And my plug for the week is I will be at the Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, Michigan, December 16th, 17th, and 18th. 2021. That is just outside Detroit, Royal Oak, Michigan, the Comedy Castle, December 16th, 17th, and 18th. Tickets available at grahamk.com. Um, I also am going to be headlining a New Year's Eve show in Ottawa, Ontario. That is available at yuckyucks.com. Yuckyucks.com. So if you were in the Ottawa area, Want to come see Old Grandma, sling some zingers. Um, (laughs) Past few years, Pete's showed up. You know, Pete's been in the background because I told him there'd be free beer and some sandwiches. And he's like, well, that's fine. Um, So you might see that. And then um, I'm going to, we're going to have, my openers are going to be very funny, Julia Hladkiewicz and also... Uh, Matt O'Brien, who are two extremely funny comedians who live in L.A. now and are going to be home in Ottawa. So that'll be good. Oh, and uh, opening for me, you know this guy, uh, in Royal Oak in Michigan, is going to be Jeff Arcieri.
0: Yay! Hey. Yay, hey, your buddy from yeah. the ships. We did some ship, ship gigs. He uh, blew out his shoe on one of those little Rhine tracks Taped it up, kept running. (laughs)
1: Yeah, working class Michigan attitude. (laughs) All right, everybody, thanks for listening.
0: Have a good week, guys. You can do it.